Welcome to the Nailed It Wall. Ah! Welcome to the Nailed It Wall. On this week, we're going to talk about all things STEM and science and the world that makes the world go round, people. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. I'm Mr. Lane, the STEM guy. And I'm Miss Schofield. It is episode 56 of the Nailed It Wall. We took a little hiatus for our four-day weekend, our break. It felt so good, but it feels good to be back. And we got some great guests lined up here in the future. I can't wait to pick the brains, share their stories, and get back to interviewing people what we do best on the Nailed It Wall. I agree. I agree. All right. As we start every episode, we start with our Nailed It, Failed It. What do you got for us, partner? Well, I feel there's a lot of things that are going really well in school, in the classroom. My kids are really doing well with their projects. They put a lot of effort into it. And I feel very proud of year five teaching. And, you know, I feel like that's been going well. However, I feel what I nailed the best was what you were talking about was the four-day weekend. And that is, I feel that teachers have now learned or are in the process of learning how to recharge and to truly take breaks to disconnect where you just are, you know, giving yourself time and the ability to, uh, just refocus and relax, just relax. And, you know, on my four day weekend, I did nothing related to work or anything stressful and it allowed me to come back and feel, you know, recharged. We have a stretch till, you know, our, our Thanksgiving break. And I just feel like teachers are really recognizing the importance of that. And it's always been something that I have really struggled with. And I know you've really struggled with is stepping away and just allowing yourself that break. But we realize more now than ever about the mental health and about how important that is. So that's my nailed it this week. And I think schools across the country are really understanding that as well. I saw on Twitter the other day that there's a school, they had a full day PD set up and they just turned it into a full day mental health. Oh, and those teachers cool. are just so excited about the importance of mental health and trying to do this job that almost feels impossible yeah. in this, this time that we're in right now mm-hmm. and how much teachers are wearing their shoulders as long as well as parents and the students. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's really great and refreshing to kind of hear that. And I, I think you're, you're, you misspoke though. How's that? You need to talk about some of these projects you, your students did on Rosalind Franklin. Well, I... I see I, you uh, smiling. People can't see your smile through a microphone, <laughs> but I was truly blown away by the couple that I saw there. I mean, my mind was blown. Well, I think that is what is impressing me this year, is the amount of effort students are putting into their work in a time where... I'm seeing a juxtaposition where it's difficult for them to sit and take notes for long periods of time. They've had COVID threw a lot of things off. And so we allowed them to chunk out things into really small bite-sized pieces. And we didn't, we, we just taught in a different way. And now we're asking them to come back and absorb information and then put it into practice. And I think with my new curriculum, it's given me a lot of freedom to do a lot more PBL kind of things. Project-based and, learning. Yes. And so I have done a lot of demonstration of understanding through 
projects and the way that they choose to explore and demonstrate their knowledge has been mind-blowing. And they had to talk about Rosalind Franklin and the discovery of the structure of DNA and the history surrounding that discovery. And I was completely blown away because... I gave them different options, but they a lot of them went with the videos and green screening, music videos. I think the ones, the two that you saw were both one student made an original uh, composition. He wrote the music and performed it. With a guitar. With a guitar that he, you know, he, he's been really, really training himself with that. And I loved how he challenged himself and his song was really good. And then you helped him green screen that and help that come to life, which was so cool. And, uh, you know, some of my girls did a really amazing um, music video as well. I think there's was a music video, right? I haven't graded these yet. I need to grade them. Um, but I am completely blown music away. Music video is awesome. Yeah, uh, awesome. And the thing that is cool is they have so much pride and buy-in on these projects. These are their creations, their ideas, and their effort. And I see that they really grasp the concept. And I am incredibly proud because they could have done a surface level uh turn in like they could have turned something in a lot less higher level and what they're performing and what they're producing is just I'm my mind is blown my mind is blown as well I mean (laughs) you need to see these I told you you need to tweet them out and just kind of throw it back and be like oh I've had these I got to share these with the world yeah I mean people will be blown away like I mean I, I was just so blown away by the music video, the, how they rewrote the lyrics, how much passion, the costume change, seeing the kids out there in lab coats. Even today, you had them filming PSAs for skin cancer, and you blew their minds with this app that you showed me. If you didn't wear your age, and you didn't wear this amount of sunscreen, and the kids were just like, I am wearing sunscreen yeah. forever. They're, they, and they've learned so much. I mean, kids have been putting sunscreen on or had their parents put sunscreen on, but they never knew what the what SPF meant, what the, what the number was. What does SPF stand for? It's sun... I need to look it up myself. Oh, wow. You're I know, teaching this. I know. Come on. Well, I am. I, I was excited I, to learn. I will be honest. So I put a lot of these things out there. More, I was fascinated with how well the kids understood proper application of sunscreen. And they did so many things about what's the best level of SPF. So they have found, in general... 30 is a good, you know, SPF, and they explain why that's, you know, kind of a, um, an effective I wear number. 75. What, I what, what's the case for 30 versus 75? So it was interesting because they were talking about it, the jump for benefit is, is pretty minor. However, I don't think that they all understand the number is connected to how many minutes you can be out in that protection before you have to really reapply, you know, that how long that's effective. Seriously? Yeah. That's what the number stands for? Yeah, it's linked to that. And so, you know, so anyway, that is... So they learned a lot about sunscreen and... I'm learning a lot about sunscreen. And about sun... And about skin cancer, and obviously cancer is a topic near and dear to my heart with my dad, and so I've been able to share that story and really make this a personal thing, and then other kids have shared about people that they've known. It's been, I mean, I feel very lucky to do the job I do. Wow. I I feel lucky that I'm going to learn more about (laughs) sunscreen. 
<laughs> now, did you play the sunscreen song? I have not played the sunscreen song. I actually should do that on because my thought is conference week is a wonky week, right? Because it's a weird schedule. And so you get these little tiny class periods. And I thought it would be nice to play some of the PSAs that week. But I'm really torn because the Rosalind Franklin videos, I haven't been able to showcase those to them. And so I'm leaning towards that as well. But I thought, you know, sunscreen, the impact of what this could do for them, if they keep this in mind, it really makes a big difference. And they talk about the, cause for us and think about when we were kids, sunscreen, you know, everybody would say, put it on, put it on, put it on, but you really don't see that big of a deal in the, in the here and now, because your sun's skin, the damage done to your skin does not show usually for many, many years. And so photo aging is a thing. And so they're learning about that and, oh, it's just been so meaty. I just love it. You are crushing it with the project-based learning. I love what your kids are producing and it's just so fun and so happy to see you. Today, you were just out there. I saw our kids in lab coats, people doing like news reports, people using the the green room, the green screen room, media studio. Uh, it, it's truly amazing. I get amped up with all these projects and I love that the kids are sharing these projects with me because I get so excited by them. I'm just blown away. I'm like, you need to tweet all these out and you know, I'm not going to lie. I've been awful. I've got so many great things my kids are doing. I haven't you been really tweeting do. them. And it's just, you just get so hard. I, I haven't even done a good job of like tweeting out the pod, you know? I so know. I, I got to do better getting the uh, tweet out the pod. It's just, you know, pre-COVID, everything just seems so flow. Like kids would do something, I would tweet it yeah. out. Like it would be out there for the world. And so many people would retweet it, like it. And then now it just... It just seems like one more thing to add to our plate to kind of kind of do. And I'm constantly pushing you, but then I need to push myself to, to get out there and tweet them. But I want to talk about PTSO's bingo night. Yes. You know, we haven't had bingo night for two years because of COVID. And we had our bingo night the other night. And it was just so great for the entire community to come together to celebrate, have a blast, and just to see all those families on campus. And I was just blown away by seeing everyone. It just felt so good seeing everyone. Uh, we showed up a little late to bingo night, so it was fun to kind of come in. See all our, the people. See all the people. Yeah. Just blown away by everybody there. Our big, there was given $100 Visa gift cards a couple rounds, and then the big blackout game was a Nintendo Switch. People were just so excited. You know, they, they, they love bingo night. It brings the people out. It gets them amped. And it gets myself amped and thinking about it. And I was just sitting there. I, I didn't sign up to to call a game just because my son has football games on Friday night and you never know the schedule. And getting there and being able to be back there. But, you know, you talk about how much we love this job. We get to do this job. And I was just sitting there. Mr. Galetti, our principal, just called me out and said, uh, Mr. Lane's calling the next game. And I wasn't listening. Like I was talking to the kids about daubers and, and my grandmother playing bingo as a kid. And then all of a sudden I heard this, Mr. Lane, Mr. Lane. And then, you know, it doesn't take a lot for me to get into character. No, you know? not like, at all. I was dadding so hard. Yeah. I, was, I was enjoying the bingo night and... You know, talking to people, and then and I, you I whipped the, your cape out. I whipped the cape <laughs> out. I went, I went WWF, old school wrestling for all my old school wrestling fans, and I, I just broke into character. You did. And I, I was up there, I was amping up the crowd, I was getting them going louder and louder, and and I, I was doing my Michael Buffer, like I'm like, are you people ready to bingo? And we have just, footage of this. Just, if just getting people it. amped, you know, yeah. that's what I do. And it doesn't take a lot for me to get going. 
and I'm calling numbers. I'm, and my game was four corners. Which is a total travesty. So you think four corners would be a hard thing to do, right? Yeah. To get all four corners. And I'm, I'm calling them. I'm, I'm doing small talk. I'm working the crowd. I'm, I'm getting the anticipation up. I was just getting warmed up. You were. You just were getting scared. warmed yeah, up to bring were. my A game. It's a true story. And somebody won, I think, in five numbers. Yeah. I don't think it, that's an exaggeration. I think it was about... I five. think it was five or six numbers, yeah. four yeah. corners. It was ridiculous. My bingo calling for the night <laughs> came to an end as I was warming up. And so, but I, I was just so humbled by the kids and how excited they were. And it just you, you're just reminded all the time of how lucky we are to get to do the job that we get to do. And it is... Trying times, teachers all over the world are going through this with transitioning back to school, dealing with, you know, kids, the social emotional aspect, everything, districts, teacher retention. I mean, it's it's just there's so many folds that go into it, you know? It's kinda like uh that our favorite show where they gotta say you gotta fold the cheese in. It's uh, like, yeah. how do I fold the cheese in? <laughs> you know, it's like you fold it in. And so it was just one of those moments that you just really remember why we do what we do and how much we love what we do and it's just the fact that I could be sitting there I came out of character we were all together for the first time and then just getting the crowd going it was just my heart was so full and like you you say like that's that's what you need for the rest of the year but that's just this week that's just like this one moment of the week and there's there's going to be so many more special moments that's why we love what we get to do because there's no other profession like this. There's, There's no way you get the quality of work that you get from your students. There's no way that I get to smile every single class period, get blown away by what, what students are doing for the first time trying to do something. Well, you know, I agree with all of what you said. I really do. The other thing I think that's really worth highlighting is, you know, the last year and a half and then going into this year it's been tough for teachers, especially. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know there's a lot of professions that are tough. And I know for parents, there's been tough things. And for kids, there's been tough things. But teachers have taken a lot of a lot of lumps. A lot of heat. A lot of heat. And what I think is really cool is there were a lot of teachers out of that event. And there is never a time that we it's mandatory for teachers to go to those things but they do. A ton of teachers go because we feel excited to be in our, our school community and we love what we do and we love our students. And we forget sometimes that we have these moments to be role models all the time. And, and you could have gone up there and you could have called bingo normally and that would normal. Have been fine. What is normal? Well, I mean, I the, theoretically you could. However... Normally? But you... Gave, you gave those kids such a memory, and I think that that's what's really remarkable is teachers aren't just showing up. I think teachers are giving their best every day when an opportunity arises, and they show up, and they show up, and they show up. And, you know, Mrs. Labui's had uh, – she's been busy this year. And, you know, on her day off... She's our assistant principal. Yeah, uh, a previous uh, visitor on the Nailed It Wall. You know, on her day off, she went and supported two of our eighth grade boys at their football game. And that that takes dedication. And we all are trying to find the balance of the work and the, and the 
a home life, but I just see people continue to go above and beyond in the education field. And it really impresses me from our front office all the way to, you know, our cafeteria workers. It's just, it really does warm my heart. And I think it is worth mentioning because I think they are often unsung heroes. So I couldn't say any better. And there's just so many stories like that of teachers still going further when you think of above and beyond yeah. what's above and beyond i don't even know infinity buzz Lightyear. yeah no, i was gonna say <laughs> going buzz Lightyear. yeah so it's it's so exciting now you're going through this major transformation as a parent and i've said we, we got to have ella on here to kind of talk about the college process and kind of break that down but as a parent what has this whole college process been like for you yeah it's very eye-opening it feels extremely overwhelming at times it's exciting and it's a big lesson in trust for me as a mom because ultimately at the end of the day Ella's gonna have to make a decision and I think what's been really fascinating to me is I thought that when you get to this point that everything there's like a handbook or something that you follow like oh when your kid's a senior then here's what you need to know and go and do all this but there is not there is not that and so a lot of it there should be maybe you should create it i'm not qualified but i do know someone that is so i will highly encourage her to do this so I feel that it is, it's a huge responsibility, much like like naming your child, helping them choose and get into a college. You want to help support them. She had to do all the hard work academically and with all of her activities, she's done all of her essays. She's done her application process. Test scores through the roof. Test scores through the roof. She's done so well. It's disheartening, if I'm being completely honest. I about, love when you're honest. Yes, I. it's very disheartening that that does not translate into a better scholarship for her. That's kind of hard for me because we ask our kids to give our best. And my daughter has worked her tail off literally her whole life and been very self-motivated. And from it a young should, age. From a young age. And honestly, I feel that that should put her in a, a position to be able to have more choices financially at these colleges because she wants to be a pediatrician. She knows what she wants to do, and that is going to take several years of college, and it's going to be expensive. College is astronomically expensive now. I don't know when that happened, but it is really, really tough, and it was stressful for her. It's stressful for me, and, you know, however... I'm incredibly proud of the woman that she is becoming. I've seen her navigate through this process and really start to understand what's important to her and find her voice and prioritize things and understand big picture uh, kind of things with this. And I am excited to see what she does with this. I know she's going to soar, but it is, it's been a trying process for sure. And you also have a freshman. So what is that mix like, having one that's getting ready to go off to college, and then a freshman who's just starting this next journey. Who is totally different from the senior. <laughs> uh, it's. I feel thankful that I have his sister 
to help me understand what to encourage him to do. So he benefits from that to see, oh, if we could go back, we would encourage, for any listeners that have kids that are going into high school, have them volunteer and get it, have a lot of activities. That's really important on their resume. How many, how many activities do colleges like to see? It was like 10 to 11, right? And so it's a lot. And you, I, my daughter, I mean, how much has she done with us? The Moxie girls and all the, the drone days. And she has put in a lot of stuff. And then, <clears throat> then you specialize. So she did badminton. She did HOSA. She's done all of these things. But there's only so much time in the day. And so it wasn't, it doesn't always translate perfectly on these resumes or these applications. And so I do like it. He's living his best life because he gets a ride to school. He gets to park in the senior lot, uh, which is a huge privilege. And, you know, he's got his own personal chauffeur and immediate, I mean, any benefits from us as well, because he, he was able to meet a lot of kids at Astro Camp and really been involved in things that we've hosted and done. And so he knows a lot of the older kids. So he is loving high school and so is she. And it's really cool to be in this stage to watch your kids becoming the adults that they're going to be. And I am incredibly proud of both of them. So I feel pretty lucky. And having lost a chunk of Ella's high school career, how do you think she's enjoying having these senior things going on she's in terms everything. of like homecoming, college, or high school football games? She's doing everything. And that's what she said is she does not want to miss a single thing. She's going to do all of the dances. She's going to do all of the games, whatever sport. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she goes out for pickleball or, you know, I don't even know what's an obscure sport. Curling. Racket. Oh my gosh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> we'll, we'll go and watch that. But, you know, she's spirit weeks and everything is really, really intense and excited. And she also is encouraging her brother to embrace all of that. But you know, he's, he's different. He's a different, uh, personality. And so he's, he's taken a lot of stuff in, but they, the seniors, they do not take this for granted. They know that they're very lucky. And I see a ton of kids really being so spirited with everything they're doing. So that warms my heart because they are getting what I know seniors would have loved to have had the last two years. So kudos to them. I love that. Now you guys, do you guys hire a college advisor? What, what is the title and what role has that played in this whole college process? So, yes, there was a college advisor, but I'm not exactly sure what the name was, to be quite honest, uh, about what they're called, but someone to help navigate that process. And that was not cheap, and but helpful. And just to understand, how do you break this process down? And how do you find which colleges are good for you and what what do they cost and what activities do they have and you know just kind of navigating the whole process it was really really helpful i think that gave ella a ton of peace of mind i think the hard thing as a parent is you feel like up until this point you can help them with most things that they're going to encounter in school except for some of the math i struggle with you know even third grade math at times just the way they teach it. But I feel like for the most part, everything I've been equipped to handle and support. And you feel like you're letting your kid down when you don't know how to navigate this, but you have no background or, uh, 
there's nothing that is given to you to help you do this. And so it's not an innate process. It's completely overwhelming. And you want to say to your kid for their whole life, whatever, you know, you set your mind to, you can accomplish. And then yet, you know, she's looking at what UCLA, uh, you know, some colleges. Yeah. I mean, but originally it was like all these really, really expensive colleges. And I don't want to say, well, you know, like, could you scale your dreams down? However, the financials do play a role and it's really, it's really a struggle to say, shoot for the stars, but only use this long of a, you know, harpoon. And, uh, so, you know, it's, that's been tough. What has been the one thing of you as you've watched your daughter kind of grow in the person she is today, like as a student? Like, what has been the thing that's just blown you away the most? I think her self discipline to know how to accomplish. She, I mean, she's had straight A's for her. I mean, I think it may be in utero. I'm not even positive that there was quizzes going on in there, but she just is, she's always had a thirst for knowledge and and learning. She loves to learn and puzzle things out. And it is a juggling act when you go from middle school of any kind, ours was a K-8, which I think is even harder in a lot of ways, into the high school to figure out how to balance all these classes. You don't have teachers that are coordinating tests with each other, projects, and, you know, trying to say, you know, you have badminton, you have sports, you have all these things, and your homework is still expected to be done. And figuring out what each teacher, what their style is, and what you need to be able to do to make that A in that class. And it's different for every class. But to be able to balance that, I think, has been truly the the thing I'm most amazed because that is not an easy feat and that she's managed to have a social, you know, kept her social circle and that she's kept these friends. I think from middle school is another thing that really is uh, heartwarming. And I think that that says a lot about Sierra Verde is you see a lot of these kids maintain those friendships, which I think is rare, especially today. And so that is something I'm really excited about as well. So now, applications are being submitted, FAFs are being filled out. What is your heart telling you? Where do you feel like your daughter is going to end up? I honestly, I could see it going a lot of different ways. I think it's going to be cool to see where she's accepted and then how she makes her decisions. When you go, she does really like U of A quite a bit and they have a good school of medicine there. And so that's a possibility. She, the thing is she wants to try out of state. She just wants to be able to stretch her wings and feel what that feels like. And so honestly, we'll find a way to make that happen if that's what she does. And I genuinely don't even know her mindset. I've talked to her a couple of times and I think she doesn't even know. I think it's going to be one of those things when she has all of her cards laid out then she'll know how she wants to play her hand. And I am going to be fascinated to watch her. Wow. I'm just blown away by A, your daughter, and B, by you as the parent and all of your stories and how you take very little credit for her success and where she's going in life. And I'm excited to kind of see what, what this next chapter will unfold moving forward. And uh, for all those parents out there who felt her struggle or getting ready to feel uh, Miss Schofield's struggle, 
It's a tough game out there. It is it, a it's tough a game. it's a brutal game out there, and you think of scholarships and money available, and you're always told growing up that you know it's you know not tenfold, it's a hundredfold. There's more money available for academic success versus athletic scholarships, and this is the route you want to go. And I, I love how brutally honest you are about voicing your opinion about just the money not flooding in doors yeah. not opening and being like this is the student we want and even in covid times you think about things being so down and people are trying to be smarter with their time and money about what they really want to do or like having to fight for students yeah that's not a problem it's no, crazy it and, yeah and that's something that just kind of blows my mind and, and again even in these times they're able to raise tuition prices i know prices are crazy and i wonder Will it stay this way? Will something give where education is is more attainable for more people? Will will something shift in this? Because I just wonder, like, what's the ceiling with that? And you know, what will that be like when Sam's a senior? What will that be like when your kids are seniors? I just am really hopeful that something will shift in that department where we give our kids a fighting chance to get an education if they choose to go that direction. Well, partner, you're honest. You're an amazing mom. You got some amazing kids. Sam, if you're listening, I think your mom's trying to give you a subtle <laughs> nudge to, 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 to get involved, to get active. And he's doing he, great. He, he is doing great, and he, he's got a great future ahead of him. But you're, you're so true in thinking about this process and how overwhelming it can be uh, kind of moving forward. And you've oftentimes talked about all the pressure that students um, and all great levels are kind of feeling um, young and old. And, and so I love your candor uh, talking about that. All right, people, I can't wait to have Ella on to kind of get the student perspective about what this process was like moving forward in terms of the application process, whittling schools down, how this helped her. So Ella, your daughter, will be making a return visit to the Nailed It Wall to talk about all things, the college process, and we're excited for that. We're going to get those Rosalind Franklin videos tweeted out. We're going to get the sunscreen videos tweeted out. But like we always say, if you're on Twitter, find us. We tweet out links, videos, pictures of our crazy lives. Maybe you'll see that video of me amping up the crowd at bingo night. We, we, we got to get better at <laughs> tweeting. We admitted that. But if you're on Twitter, you can find me at Mr. Lane the STEM Guy. And me at a positive proton. And if you can't get enough of us, check us out on the morning announcements. Find us on YouTube, SV Viper Pit, no spaces.